In the sermon delivered on Christmas Eve, the Reverend Richard E. Helmer reflects that as Mary ponders this strange child born to her and Joseph, the arrival of the shepherds to worship him and all that has foretold his birth, we ponder anew the beginning that Jesus' birth brings, the beginning of a movement that will transform the world. In the name of the Christ child born in our midst, Amen. So, now that I've been a dad for three years, that's 38 months, 24 days, 10 hours, 30 minutes, well, who's counting, right? But at last, I think I can say with some authority that children, well, children are strange. Any of us who are parents know that starting a family means welcoming some, some level, maybe a high level, of chaos, an overturned apple cart of carefully ordered lives, of learning the hard way to conform to a schedule best titled as Life Interrupted by Strange and Unpredictable Bundles of Energy. And that whole universe that seems to somehow fall towards that gravitational center that is our children, whether it's swaddling clothes in the first century or diapers in the 21st century or groceries or tuition or bills or taxes or toys or doting friends and family or just simply other children, they take over. Much the same it must have been for Mary and Joseph two millennia ago when their firstborn came into the world at the edge of empire into a lowly village in Judea amongst animals and shepherds skirting the civilized world. Joseph and Mary weren't married. And they were away from home and away from the warmth of family. That was strange enough. But Jesus was their firstborn. And that was an event to be celebrated in an age when male children were the best way to continue a bloodline and a family legacy. Yet Jesus, with all the usual strangeness that babies have with their scrunched up faces and other worldly cries, Jesus was even a little bit stranger. In the early centuries, Christians depicted the baby Jesus in iconography several ways, almost always with a halo of light surrounding his head, a mark of some special divine blessing or purpose Sometimes he was depicted as a tiny but fully formed man, gazing lovingly at his mother or out at us, who give him peculiar titles and talk about him a lot. Sometimes he was swaddled peacefully asleep, the watchful shepherds, wise men, and animals standing by with angels looking down or celebrating 
in the heavens. Whichever way you cut it, this baby was something quite unusual, perhaps stranger than strange. Luke's gospel has Mary wondering at what it means that the stars themselves seem to predict where Jesus is born, that angels come to foretell his birth, and that shepherds show up, the ragtag of their world. They show up to worship. Of course, if Mary knew what we knew now, she might be a little terrified. This little baby crying for his first milk and wrapped up tightly swaddled is the keystone of a world-changing tradition. Because no matter what we believe about Jesus, his name and what his followers have attributed to him have brought about the destruction of empires and their rebuilding. They have greatly influenced the moral, political, and even economic and scientific foundations of a world we now tend to take for granted. The record simply shows that Jesus was, for whatever reason, among the most important, if not the most important figure in recorded world history. His actions critical of religious authority and his gruesome death at the hands of an unsavory Roman governor And what his disciples say happened next sparked a movement that would threaten emperors, kings, and princes for generations. His teachings and accounts of him remain the subject of great debate and scholarly inquiry. And Christians in many places in the world still give their lives in his name. And whatever awful corruption and warfare have been unleashed by invoking allegiance to this first century child, the core of his message still speaks, bringing hope even to those who have never entered a church or lifted their voice to sing his praise. Above all, he is often the light in places far from civilized or peaceful. He is the last hope for many who are near death. He is the guardian against total despair, even at the gates of dreadful illness, suffering, and rampant poverty. And tonight we gather to hear the familiar story about his birth and wonder with Mary at all the beginnings of this strange, world-changing child wrapped up warmly and placed in the manger amongst the straw and the earth and the smells and gazes of peculiar yet ordinary people like you and me. And we call it incarnation. That light around his head in ancient iconography means there is something very special about this baby indeed. Maybe even the reminder in him that God has come among us. Not just as a vision or an angel, but as a person with all our fleshiness and fragility. With all our ephemeral nature as we pass much like grass and scarcely a blink in the great cosmic dance. God comes as a person with a genetic and cultural heritage, a worldview, a birthplace a family, 
made of the earth and made of the stardust from which we are all fashioned. Emmanuel, God with us, means that everything we thought separated us from divine perfection, and that is a lot, isn't it? It means that all that separation is gone. It doesn't ultimately matter. Because God has erased the chasm and come not only near but right into our humanity, beginning with the cries of this newborn child. We gather to draw comfort from that thought, but we are also challenged by it. Again, because this baby Jesus is strange. He's as strange as any human newborn appearing in our midst, a bundle of raw humanity without convention or language or culture or a sense of his own identity. And in some ways, he will grow up to still be even stranger. He will say things like this to us homebodies. He will say, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He will run out into the wilderness and face down the darkness that lives out there and within us close at hand. He will leave his family and become an itinerant preacher and healer. He will invite others to leave their homes and follow him. He will heal the downtrodden and touch the untouchable. He will decry violence and oppression and cross almost every social boundary he sees. He will cross them for the sake of his new family his new family made up of ne'er-do-wells. And he will stand up to the educated and the religious and political authorities at great peril and lose his life. And then take it up again in a way that defies explanation and has inspired millions to love him and the God he points to. But for tonight, we have a moment to catch our breath. We have a moment to bask in the warmth of this story and maybe spend time with friends and family before the world again overtakes us with its demands and troubles. For all the strangeness of this baby named Jesus and the strange gospel he has yet to bring to us, a gospel with an invitation for transformed, resurrected lives, he is this night the center of peace, and all that is holy and good and just in the world. He is the baby, small, yeah, maybe cute, certainly beautiful as all newborns are. He is the baby held lovingly by a mother, tired from her labor, but joyous to behold her son, with her own eyes. Of a father, a carpenter, looking out for his family's safety and security, Joseph must have been happy to see some of the most unnerving months of his life end with at least a healthy child. And a wonderful thing for shepherds who have been eking a meager living off the wool, sheep, and grass that they know as well as they know the stars. 
shepherds who have been given the favor of a visit from angels. Shepherds who will not forget what they have seen. They are the first to know. They stand at the beginning of a great story that touches us even now. And we should pause and stay a while, gazing at this image in our hearts, pondering as Mary pondered, pondering what she and all of us can scarcely imagine. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We strive to be a welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or through our website, OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R. S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot org We wish you God's peace and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.